Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here on Napa Broadcasting once again as we continue our conversation with filmmakers that are bringing films to this year's Napa Valley Film Festival. It is my pleasure right now to be joined by Becca Gleason. She has a narrative feature in this year's festival entitled Summer 03. Becca, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about Summer 03, first of all. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a film that we shot um, about a year ago now in, in Georgia. It it takes place in, in the suburbs of Cincinnati, Ohio in the year 2003. Um, it's loosely autobiographical, and it's about a young girl, Jamie, who... Um, on her grandmother's deathbed, she sort of reveals array, an array of secrets, and um, and it, it kind of leads the family into going a little bit insane the week before her funeral. Um, and it's just told through the eyes of, of a 16-year-old girl. And uh, I hope everyone gets to see it. And talk a little bit about 03, the summer of 03, why that year, what's significant about it, and what it creates in terms of the backdrop of this story. 2003 is really interesting. I mean, part, part of it was just because, you know, that it was autobiographical, so it was right. what it was like when I was growing up then. But a lot of it was just the there's like a nostalgia to it about, you know, what it was like to, to feel kind of untethered by, you know, technology that we have now, like there was still texting, but there was no social media. There was, you know, AIM instant messenger. And, you know, like it was, it, it was, um, it was a little bit more free, but it still has a very, um, I guess, specific feel to it. And it was really fun to, to play with that when, when making the film. When you went back to 2003, sort of put yourself back in that time for the making of the film, talk a little bit about how different it felt from the world that uh, 16-year-old kids are growing up in today. It was, it was really great, actually, because, I mean, Joey King, who's our lead, she's 19. She was 18 when we shot the film. And, you know, I had to show her how to play that game Snake on the fl- or on the phone that we gave her. You know, it was an old Nokia brick. And we had, you know, the old colorful MacBook computers. And we we all of the cars were from 2003 or earlier. And all of the music that we played was, you know, on set was, from then or earlier. So it really was like we kind of did stay away from from a lot of, you know, modern technology and modern music and stuff when we were shooting it. And it was really interesting sort of to get to show her all of those things mm-hmm. and, you know, teach her how to talk to someone on AIM Instant Messenger and, <laughs> you know, teach her how to play snake and, you know, all of that stuff. And it made me feel really old, but it was it was really nice. Right. Tell us a little bit about her, about uh, Joey King, who plays the lead. Joey's amazing. She's such a sweetheart and, like, completely wonderful to work with. I mean, she's like a, I don't, she's just like an acting monster. She's just so good and, like, knows exactly what to do at every given moment. So she made my job so easy, you know, when it came to directing her. She's just, um, She's very intuitive and lovely, and she carries this movie on her shoulders like it's nothing. And, you know, we we really got along. I mean, the whole cast really got along so well when we were shooting the film. It was 
it was really like a, you know, they played a family, but it also felt very familial and familiar and um, everyone stepped into their roles pretty easily. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it felt like a family camp kind of. And this was a first feature film for you. Tell us a little bit about your career <laughs> before Summer 03. Well, I've made a million short films, all of which have I'm pretty sure played at the festival as well. Um, but this is, you know, my first feature. But I had done shorts and I'd done web series, so it really did feel like a pretty natural next step to, you know, everything that I had been doing and I felt very ready to to finally take on a feature film, which was, you know, we, I was very fortunate and lucky to have such a great team, like, and support system behind me when it came to producing it. Um, we had amazing financiers and producers from, from Tad, Tad Moore there in New York and then Big Cat who's out here in LA. And they were like, just really generous and loving and let me, you know, film how I wanted to film it and had great like advice and they were so supportive and it was a really lovely way to make a first film because I felt like everyone wanted to make the same movie which is really rare <laughs> I think and um, I'm, I'm going to work with them again too so I'm, I'm really excited to you know make movie number two with them also. And I should mention that you're the writer of this film as well as the director. That's true I am. Talk a little bit about what you felt that maybe you needed to change from from the part that was autobiographical. What did you alter in the way you actually remembered it? I made it, well, I aged her up. um, So, you know, it wasn't, uh, because I think when my grandmother passed away, I was 13. So I aged her up. And I also just made it a lot more interesting. Like, you know, there's some pretty R-rated things in there, and it was sort of just like, how can I raise the stakes in a way that makes it progress kind of naturally and make things more interesting and exciting? So, you know, there's there's a pretty without giving away too much. There's a very like big set piece at the end, and there's like a climactic moment, and you know, none of that happened in my real life, but it was sort of like a wish fulfillment, like. How could I, you know, in my perfect world, if all of these things happened to me, what would be the most crazy way to deal with it? And, and you know, how to make the movie more exciting and interesting to audiences because, you know, my life, as much fun as it was, was much duller than than the movie portrays. So I, um, I, I definitely took creative liberties to make it, I think, more exciting and interesting and um, you know, to make the themes more prevalent and, and to just make it a more cohesive and fully fledged story rather than just, you know, a very wandering look right. into what it was like <laughs> to grow up in Ohio in 2003. <laughs> also made it funnier, I suppose. Yeah, it's definitely funny. You didn't remember your own life as being quite that funny, right? Probably not. It has some funny moments, but it wasn't as fun. You know, we weren't as quick on our feet. The film has screened a little bit. Talk a little bit about uh, what you've seen from audience reactions to it. This movie, like, weirdly, you know, you don't, it's a, it's a small indie movie, but you don't think of it as something that you need to see in theaters with an audience. But this film plays so much better with an audience than if you're just watching it at home on your laptop because... It is, I think, a genuinely funny film that I, it comes with surprises and there's a lot of twists and turns that people aren't necessarily expecting. So when you're watching it with an audience of people that had never seen it before, it's really fun how 
audible it gets and how there are gasps and laughter and and you don't get that if you're sitting at home and watching it on your laptop so I really do think it's a so it's such a it's a much better way to watch the film is in a theater with a bunch of people so we really have loved the festival circuit and we've loved screening it in theaters you know all over the country it's never screened in northern california so we're really really excited to have it up there well we certainly look forward to seeing it summer 03 it's writer director rebecca gleason becca i thank you so much for spending some time with us thanks so much for having me thank you wine food talk napa